You are listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached at Central United Methodist Church in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to worship with us in person on Saturdays at 4.30 p.m. or virtually through Zoom or Facebook on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit us at www.cumcballston.org. There you can learn more about our congregation and how we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. The scripture today is Matthew 4, 1, verses 1 through 11 in the Common English Bible, Temptation of Jesus. Then the Spirit led Jesus up into the wilderness so that the devil might tempt him. After Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was starving. The tempter came to him and said, Since you are God's son, command these stones to become bread. Jesus replied, It's written, People want won't live only by bread, but by every word spoken by God. After that, the devil brought him into the holy city and stood him in the highest point of the temple. He said to him, Since you are God's son, throw yourself down, for it is written, It will command my angels concerning you, and they will take you up in their hands so that they won't hit your foot to a stone. Jesus replied, Again it's written, Don't test the Lord your God. Then the devil brought him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. He said, I'll give you all these if you bow down and worship me. Jesus responded, Go away, Satan, because it's written you will worship the Lord your God and serve only him. The devil left him and angels came and took care of him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Pat, for reading scripture today. Well, good morning. Well, this is a first for me. (laughs) A year ago, I never would have thought I'd be preaching this sermon as a layperson. I can recall several years ago when I was asked to read scripture. I was apprehensive because I had never read the word during a worship. I accepted. And each time I've read, there were passages that I did not quite understand. So this prompted me to join our weekly weekly Bible study, and it helped tremendously. When Pastor Sarah sends me the scripture, I download it, I increase the font, (laughs) print it, and read it again and again until I understand and feel compassion for his word. When standing behind the pulpit and making connection with the congregation, I begin to read. And while reading, I feel calm. I know it must be the Holy Spirit and his presence within me. And now I'm here to preach. Uh, The center of our reading today is temptation. Everyone is tempted to sin almost daily if not hourly. But there is something different going on here in our scripture. Jesus had come out into the wilderness to fast 40 days and 40 nights. It was a spiritual exercise that had a very important place in his life at that time as he was preparing for his ministry. He knew that the Spirit had led him into a place that required hunger 
and he was prepared to fulfill that task. However, Jesus was not aware of the temptations he was about to encounter while in the desert. He was led by the Spirit of God to be tempted by the devil. This is the same Spirit that just descended on Jesus at his baptism. Almost immediately, the Spirit forces the temptations. Why? Here, Jesus, at the outset of his ministry, is confronted by the devil with all his power. The devil was willing to tempt Jesus, to be sure. But it was the Spirit of God leading Jesus to it. Now, Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and he was starving. The devil, in an attempt to ruin the mission of Jesus, had chosen a little test. If he could convince Jesus to turn stone into bread, he would have had him, and it would have destroyed the work of Christ. The tempter came to him and said, Since you are God's son, command these stones to become bread. Oh, Satan knew what he was saying. He had hit the nail right on the head. Jesus is the son of God. But the essence of sonship is obedience to the will of the Father. Jesus would not act independently of the will of the Father. In response, Jesus quoted the book of Deuteronomy, and it is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, if the first test was in the realm of the physical. The second test is a test of spiritual. In fact, the test strikes right at the heart. Now, Satan wants Jesus to do something spectacular, to demonstrate that he is spiritually perfect. So Satan says to Jesus, Very well, you have shown your trust in God to my first request. So the devil brought him to the holy city and stood him at the highest point of the temple and said, Since you are the Son of God, show your trust in God by throwing yourself down from the top of the temple. This, no doubt, was to be in full view of all the assembled people. They would witness that God was with Jesus in a very special way. Jesus said, No, my trust is perfect. I do not need to do anything heroic to prove it. And I will not test God's word by doing something foolish at your request. Now, what is interesting at this point is that Satan himself quotes scripture in making his second appeal. He quotes from a psalm that says, that God will give the angels charge over him so that he will not dash his foot against a stone. The Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12 is a psalm of trust telling how God protects his people. It was never intended to be claimed apart from practical wisdom. God promises to protect his people, but he also gives them common sense. 
Jesus' response is also from Scripture. It is also written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Deuteronomy 6, 16. The moment an individual puts God to the test, that person gives evidence that he or she does not really trust God. And so the spiritual nature of Christ retained its dignity and lived out its quiet, confident trust in the Father. Jesus refused to do something dangerous just to see if the angels would protect him. Now we come to the last testament as read in Scripture by Pat. This is amazing in its boldness. It's almost as if the devil realized that he was not winning, and so with nothing to lose, calls Jesus to worship him. Its purpose was to prevent the work of the king, the work for which he had come into the world. Satan took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the earth. Now, this verse seems to suggest something mystical, uh, something supernatural. There is no mountain in Israel high enough to see much of anything. But the idea is probably that the devil provided some vision of these kingdoms. And the promise was that he would give them to Jesus if only Jesus would fall down and worship him. Well, Luke adds that Satan claimed he had been given these kingdoms and it was his right to give them to whomever he wished. Satan was saying to Jesus, Look, you came as the king to inherit the nations. Here they are. Why go through the trouble of being the suffering servant to get to the crown? Give me one moment's homage, and I will abdicate. Well, even the words of Satan, there were some clues that this was a malicious temptation. First, the offer was coming from the one who is the prince of liars. Jesus explains this in John 8, that he was a liar from the beginning and the truth was not in him. What a lie this was. Did Satan imagine for one moment that the Son of God would believe him? Never would Satan have given, the, given Jesus the kingdoms. That was simply the bait for Jesus to bow down before the devil. Unfortunately, too many people have believed the tempter. Adam and Eve surely did. Jesus' response was, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil left him, and the angels came down and took care of him. It is the cardinal truth of Scripture. Worship God only. For the righteous, there would not even be a thought of bowing down and worshiping the prince of darkness. Jesus would hold to that principle. He would never worship Satan as he would receive the kingdom in God's time and in God's way by defeating Satan, first here in the temptation and later at the cross. 
The devil could tempt Jesus, but with every power he had, but he would not succeed. The temptation was God's way of showing that Jesus was the perfect man, that he could resist sin, and that he could defeat Satan. The temptation demonstrated Jesus' dependence upon the word of God. This reading today should serve as an example for us to depend upon the word of God as our strength, our truth, and as a means by which we resist sin. I've absorbed a considerable amount of information as I've researched uh, our scripture today. And in summation, perhaps, perhaps, one can avoid temptation by recapturing the following, and it is written. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. John fifteen ten. Amen.